Welcome to the Soul Stories podcast series with Michelle Ann, where ordinary people share their extraordinary stories. Grab a cuppa and join me in a heart-filling journey of self-discovery, where my guests will share how they overcame adversity, embraced their spirituality, and allowed their true light to shine. Looking for inspiration, guidance, and tips to find your true passion and purpose? You are definitely in the right spot. Good morning and welcome to the Soul Stories podcast series. I'm your host, Michelle Ann, and I have a very special guest for you today on the 21st of October 21. I don't know if you realise the the numbers there, Elizabeth, but um, um, we are talking all things spiritual today, and I'm interviewing a a lovely lady by the name of Elizabeth Eleanor, and it's so funny. We just had a discussion around the fact that we barely know each other, but we know each other well. So we had this just had this amazing deep spiritual discussion about oh the, the end of the world and the apocalypse and all sorts of wonderful and weird things. Uh, and we've probably only spoken a couple of times. So it's funny, I don't know Elizabeth that well, and but I my soul knows you well, and my soul knows um, as soon as I spoke to you, Elizabeth interviewed me for uh, her business. And as soon as we started talking, I was like, oh my goodness, I need to, I, we need to connect and do a podcast interview as well. So I have no idea what's going to come out today, and that's the beauty of these podcasts. I just talk to people and I allow it to flow as it's meant to flow. Uh, And we have 40 minutes with you guys today and uh, Elizabeth has then got a client, but we decided that if we were in the thick of things, we were going to do a part one and a part two. So we're just going to leave it up to um, the, what do we call it, fate, whatever you want to call it, to it'll work out how it's meant to work out. So yeah, I'll hand you over to Elizabeth. Uh, She is the founder of The Spiritual Warrior her business. And I'd love for her to tell you firstly, Elizabeth, about the business and what you're doing in it. I know you're doing healings, but there's obviously a lot more to it than that. And then what I want to really find out today is your spiritual journey, like how you ended up becoming a healer, light worker, whatever you want to call it, because we're not born like, well, we are, we're all born light workers. We are, but we, we don't always remember our calling and purpose in this life until later in life. Mine was quite late. I don't know when yours was. So I'd love to hear about your experience and your awakening or how it came about. So I'll hand it over to you first to tell us about your business. And then later on in the podcast, I'll ask you about how people can get into contact with you in case they'd like to come for healing or connect in some way. So off you go, Elizabeth. Sounds awesome. Thank you so much, Michelle. And and it's so true, right? When souls know each other it doesn't matter what happens in the physical and isn't it appropriate that it's the 21st 11 21 like yeah, i know <laughs> it's pretty cool don't you just love the dynamics of the way the universe works <laughs> i've written that date down three times today and I've, every time it's given me a bit of a shot up my spine for some reason there's something big going down in this world i mean most people will be able to feel it um there's it's things going down and yeah 21 21 i was like oh that's me. That definitely means something. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I just realised it's not November. November, it? it's October. October. Oh, I, didn't want to, I didn't want to correct you. I thought that no one would know any different because they're going to be listening to this in the future. Yeah, that's <laughs> absolutely right. I, um, I, if I've got anything that um, I am a little bit challenged with time, it's been something that I've always had. You know, like I, I find myself um, in this world, but not of it. But in this world. Um, a challenge for me, you know, like I, I tend to, um, I'm, I'm getting better, but time has always been one of those issues 
for me. That's so funny. I just did a meditation this morning um, as part of my shamanic course. It's called Soul University. And one of the meditations is um, connecting in with Pachacuti. It's a shamanic archetype and it's a keep uh, he's the keeper of the upper world and he's the keeper of time of linear time and you can make time stop still so we were like Pachacuti please come in today and help oh. us help Elizabeth have no worries about time yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> I love it so um Okay, so my business, um, yeah, Elizabeth Eleanor, the Spiritual Warrior, is my business. And um, I do a number of things, but one of the things that I um, is my passion is supporting women in particular to really wake up to their true orientation because one of the things about where we are in time and space is that we generally find ourselves, you know, being human, being here on earth and having a human experience. And through that, we find ourselves in the place of problem solving, in this place of, you know, um, we came into this this body from, you know, the quantum field or, you know, as a creative spirit, we decided we were going to come down and, and orientate as a human being and through that we individualized so that in that individualization we can understand ourselves as separate and compare ourselves I'm I'm a girl because there's a boy you know like I'm I'm this because there's that you know so that we can because if you haven't got anything to reference then you're experiencing everything and you don't know yourself, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So the whole process is is looking at moving out of problem solving where we're looking at, you know, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I, you know, don't belong, I'm not perfect, you know, I'm insignificant, all of the things that go through our subconscious mind and that we're conditioned to believe, we believe that, you know, that's the way everyone is, you know, and so we we start thinking that that's who we are. We're, we're, we're this limited being and we've got all this baggage, right? Yes. <laughs> heavy, heavy baggage. Heavy baggage, right, because it's like from past lives, it's from, you know, generational patterns, family, family narratives, all of these things plus how we were brought up ourselves and so what I do is support women to, and some men, but generally I work with women, um, to shift out of problem solving and actually orientate to being a creative uh, being, you know, being love a that. creator. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love how you put it too. I never thought yeah. of it like that. Yeah, yeah, really well put. It's hard to explain yeah, like something. Focusing the, the right way, focusing on what we choose to create rather than letting life happen to us. Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I just say it's hard to explain what you do sometimes when you do this spiritual type work because you do a bit of everything. So it's nice yeah. way to put it. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. So yeah, let us know how did you get into this. Well, this is this is the thing where you know how far back do we go, right? <laughs> I um I've got a really big story. It's one of those things I do. You know, I I've been told pretty much nearly all my life you should write a book you should write a book and I am getting closer and closer to you so um 
I could go all the way back to the very first memory I, I remember having and, you know, anything that I say, I'm sure that your listeners can relate in some way to their own experience. Their yes. Own, you know, oh, that, that sort of thing happened to me, you know. Um, I remember I must have been around about seven years old and I was walking past um, the, the TV and because I've just turned 50, right, so I, I'm walking past the TV and they've got a um, preview or not a preview, a news thing about Woodstock and, you know, like something about what it was, what it used to be like, you know, because I was born in 71, so this had already happened. And I remember having this thought, looking at it and going, Oh my gosh, I've I've come down too late. Right. And and then my body going, come down from where and too late for what? Like oh, you know, so, yeah, so it was like really a weird experience. Like, you know, what am I even talking about, right? Um, the other thing that I know was that my, my dad was on a kidney machine um, all my life. So as as far as I remembered, he was always sick and, and, you know, I had a pretty hardcore childhood. But one of the things that used to happen was when he was on the kidney machine, I used to often lay with him and cry that I don't want him to die. And, and he would say, I'm not going to die, I'm not going to die. Well, when I was 15, he died. Yeah. And so... I had this feeling, and so here I am, 15, my family weren't religious at all or, you know, I hadn't been brought up with any particular beliefs from my personal family, but my auntie and her family were Christians. So we did have that slight, you know, orientation to Christianity. Uh, and I had this feeling he was in a library somewhere, but I'm like, oh, what, how can he be in a library? Is there a library in heaven? You know, like, and I also had this feeling he died for me. Wow. And I, yeah, and, I, and, and I'd never tell anyone that because, it, you know, it sounded really bizarre. Makes sense. So, yeah, so at 15, he, he dies. I was, he was the only person in my life that um, really knew me and I knew him my my mum had to work because dad was sick and so I didn't she owned her own business I really didn't see her a lot I didn't know much of her so when dad died it was like oh who's this woman oh it's my mum oh, I don't really like her oh, I'm leaving <laughs> oh wow so I was gone by 16 I'd moved in um me and a guy that I knew from school got together and I spent 10 years on a massive roller coaster on drugs because um, I, I was in the orientation of, of, you know, believing in being an individual. Mm -hmm. So I believed my mum constantly told me that what I thought and felt was wrong because I saw things that, that she didn't want me to see. And so I moved out of lot out of that house believing everything everyone else knew what was going on and I didn't I used to laugh at jokes because everyone else did I had no concept of of how anything really worked um I I, I used to have a problem with it but now but my, I my superpower is my innocence and well, so 
Yeah, and so, and I still have that, but at the time I thought that it was a bad thing. Now I understand, you know, it's, it's how I access um, energy, you know, like because I don't, I observe it rather than make any judgments or assessments about it. So, so yeah, went on this huge journey, listened to everything that, that my partner said, um, he turned into an alcoholic. We were both on drugs. We, were, we had a wild ride. Um, at the end of those 10 years, I um, fell pregnant, had my first child to him, um, and then uh, had my second child. And in that process was going, I really need, you know, like this, is, this was my waking up, you know, like I need to get out of here. Um, I need to support myself and my children and he wouldn't change. And so I, you know, took everything in all my power, even though I didn't listen, I didn't believe in myself to shit scared, shit scared. Um, And I um, left him and I moved in with his mum actually. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, with the two kids. Uh, she was a full-on feminist, very creative woman, um, and really, really hard to live with because she was like, um, she was hardcore, you know, like she could see that I didn't believe in myself and she would push me and push me and push me. And so, you know, like she's saying, if you think something's black and everyone else is saying it's white, bloody say it's black. <laughs> and um and you know she used to just really push me so she um she helped me to come out of my shell actually um in that year that I was with her I um, became a remedial massage therapist um and I finished that diploma and then moved to far north Queensland up in Cairns which is where he was living so that he could see the kids and the kids could see him and that was where it really sort of started because um, I was just massaging, right, didn't, didn't know anything else. And I, his sister came up to visit and went and saw a psychic. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, you've got to go and see this woman. She's amazing. You'll get to speak to your dad, blah, 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 blah. And I believed, you know, psychics are charlatans you know, blah, 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 I didn't believe in them. But she kept on insisting and insisting and insisting. So I thought, I'm just going to go so I can shut the woman up. <laughs> so um, so I head over to this woman. Her name was Barbara, and um, she's now passed away, but she was an amazing, amazing psychic. But I had to knock on her front door. She opened the door, led me into this little room, left the room, came back in and said, so what are you doing here? And I thought, oh, God, I'm in the wrong house. <laughs> like, I was just, like, freaked out. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm, I think I'm here for a reading. You know, I think, you know, she said, yeah, yeah, she said, but you can do what I can do, but obviously you don't know it. So I go, oh, you know, here she goes, you know, this this is what she says to everyone and blah, blah, blah. Well, next thing I know, I don't remember a lot. At that stage, my son was saying some really, he he was already waking up. Yeah, yeah, the little ones. Yeah. So he was saying stuff and I never stopped him, but he was saying some really crazy stuff. And, um, like, I remember him once saying, 
I wish I was a telegraph pole. <laughs> and I said, why is that? And he said, because all you've got to do is be. Oh, wow. How old yeah. is he at this age? He was, he was about six at that stage. Oh, wow. Um, another time I remember him saying, um, oh, um, you know, we were driving in the car and he was, he was looking up at the clouds and he says, you know, when God was my father and I just looked at him like, oh, my gosh, where did that come from? Like father? Like yeah. when God was my father, he said, we used to make um, pictures in the clouds and he said, up there there's no police, everyone does what they're told or everyone does what they, they're supposed to do. And he said, um, a little bit of up there, sorry, a little bit of down here is really big up there and it's really colourful and, you know, and, it, and I said to him, when was this, you know, like when when was this that you were, you were talking about? And he said, he sort of went back and he thought about it, you know, and he said, I don't remember, he said, when you had the blue car and I thought, oh, I got him now because I've never had a blue car. Well, a couple of months later I was dropping him off, him and his sister to his dad's house and they, he was in the middle of talking about this prem that we used to have. We used to just call it, it was a premier, Holton premier. All we'd call it was a prem. Yeah. And I walked in and he said something about the prem my mouth drops because it was a blue car, right? Oh. We were teenagers. I didn't have my license, but it was registered in my name and he drove it. We didn't have any photos of it, nothing. The kids weren't even thought of at that stage. Oh, my goodness, man. But he had some crazy things that he used to say, right? One of them was... He was talking about how before he was born, he had all these tools and he used to use all these tools. And then one day he was running past me. Um, I was talking to a friend and we were sitting there having a cup of tea and he stops all of a sudden and says, remember those tools I was telling you, Mum? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, you're going to give birth to them soon, right? So he walks you know, races off to the toilet or whatever, me and my friend laugh about me birthing these tools, right? Well, not long after that was when I went to the psychic. Oh, my God. So birthing as in being an awakening, oh, I'm guessing. Yeah. 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 Oh, because, because, yeah, so, well, what happened was I sat there, she's telling me all this stuff. She goes, oh, your dad's here and I have that, you know, experience of putting my hand out and my dad goes on because he brushed my cheek and, um, and I looked up and she said, oh, did you feel that? And I said, yeah, yeah, what was that? And she said, oh, that's your dad. He wants you to pay attention because I was writing notes down of what she was saying. Um, and he was talking about my son Curtis and saying, you know, that, that he's really open and sensitive and you need to teach him how to do a protection bubble, right? So I get the chance to do that whole ghost thing, put my hand out and I felt that on my hand, you know, and, and yeah, it was really interesting. Finish, finish with her, go and pick the kids up. My son is in grade one. He gets in the back of the car first. And I'm thinking, how do I explain I've just spoken to my dad? And I thought, well, he's a bit weird anyway. I'll just, you know, I'll just say it. So I said, hey, I was speaking to my dad today. And he goes, oh, yeah. 
And um, I said, and he tells me that you need to, I need to teach you how to do a protection bubble. Well, he jumps into the front of the car, like so excited. Oh my gosh, how do I do that? How do I do that? And I'm like, oh, well, I'll tell you in a minute, but why do you need a protection bubble? And he and he just casually sits back in the in the seat and he goes, Oh, it's just that there's this lady at school that's always trying to chop my head off with a sword. <laughs> like, what? I know. It was like, because I'm like, I don't believe in any of it, right? So I was like, I'm like, this is crazy. So then I go home and for two or three days, I've got energies touching me. I'm like, you know, like I, I turn around, there's no one there. So um, so I ring this woman back up. I ring Barbara back up. I'm like, what on earth's going on? You know, I like I'm freaking out, you know, and she's like, it's okay. They're, they are all just happy that you've woken up. It'll settle down soon. So I say to her, well, you know, can I come back? And she said, no. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean, no? Like, I'm just surprised that she didn't want to take my money, right? <laughs> So I now understand she was really full of integrity, this woman, and she knew that I was going to lean on her and that I needed to understand this by myself. So the journey was amazing. It was just like I I had some crazy stuff, but but that was how I started. Um, I went, you know, I didn't have any friends that, you know, like I didn't tell anyone. I didn't actually have many people I knew because it was relatively new to me moving up to Cairns. And um, so I found a meditation circle, started going to a meditation circle, met this crazy guy that I now, oh, you know, I worked out after a while, had a mental health issue, but I didn't know at the time. (laughs) I thought it was just a bit out there, you know. Um, but he led me to a workshop that, um, and by the time you know that that I wouldn't have gone to myself because it was it was very advanced stuff. I wouldn't have had any idea about it. And by the time we went to the workshop, I'd worked out that he wanted to be with me, and he had a mental health issue. And so I walk into the workshop, and um, the woman running the workshop says, uh, you know, goes through the workshop, and and um, she's doing past life regression and um so i book in for past life regression and and i have this session with her and she said you know um i was told that um someone i had to put a whole workshop on because i was going to meet someone that i needed to meet and she said um because we turned up late and um she said everyone that i knew there i knew them all and she said, and five minutes later, you and you and Wayne walk in. And um, and she said it was so funny because you were sitting there the whole time and your whole energy was saying, I'm not with him, I'm not with him. And his whole energy is saying, I'm with her, I'm with her. <laughs> well, that started like I was, I ended up being part of her book. She was writing a book about past life regression. Um, we did seven years of intense training, like every every weekend pretty much for seven years, um, stripping, stripping, stripping energies, um, stripping my identity, um, pulling all that out of me. Um, I could tell you some crazy past life regressions. Oh, I want to hear at least one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. So, so 
um, there's two that I, I'd like to share that I feel are important. Um, one, one was the very first one that made me realise that this was real mm-hmm. because I still didn't believe in any of it, right? I was just flowing, still in that belief of that I'm not good enough and, you know, everyone else knows and I don't. So the very first one that I, I went, there's something in this, um, I was a bum on the side of the street and I, you know, I had dirty hair and, and I was just about to knock myself out, you know, like so all my, my shoes were dirty and broken and, and falling apart and all my clothes were ratted and, and, um, and the, the, my teacher um, said, you know, like let's work out why you're like this, let's go back before this. So we go back and I'm this young child and I've got all this information to share, but because I'm so young, no one will listen to me. Mm. So she jumps in in her light body and says to everyone, you know, this, this child's got information to share. So she gets everyone to listen and I share. And at the time, because I'm new to it, I can't even hear. I'm just saying, and I'm saying simple stuff like we're all one and we're all to love each other and we're all love and blah, blah, blah. You know, I couldn't understand it enough myself to even get the right words out but they all listen so then she gets me to she said okay let's see what's shifted and we're going to go back to um, that age you were before and so we jump into this age and I'm in this like I'm I'm walking down the street I've got really good clothes on I'm a man and um, everyone's looking at me with admiration. But I physically, as soon as we jumped back in, I just went, oh, my gosh, my hair's clean and short. I could feel it on my head. Wow. Like I'm like, oh, man, I can physically feel the difference in my vibration. Like I could, I was feeling my head like, oh, my gosh, my hair's short and it's clean, you know, like. So that was that was one of them. And the other one that's that's really funny and interesting is is not a past life as such. And this is why I moved into because after the seven years or in the process of those seven years, I out of everyone that was in the book, I was the one that started facilitating and doing past life aggression with people. Um, but we moved into multi-dimensional healing because I I have this I had this um this one um process where uh past life regression or regression so I start off and I'm oh this is the parts that I remember I'm swinging through the jungle as a monkey man right and I um I drop off the 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 vine and land in this mud and I start pulling what, because I, again, total innocence, had no idea what I was doing, start pulling this white thread out of my big toe, which I now see as DNA, right? I, right. At the time I didn't. And so when it pulls all the way out, I stand up, I'm a woman, and I bleed. Oh, my I goodness. All this blood comes out of me. And so I start pulling all this blood and this mud all over my body, you know, I'm putting it all over me. And next thing, there is a um, there's a creek, a big lake, and I jump into the lake, 
and it's a freshwater lake and I turn into a saltwater tropical fish. Whoa. So I'm swimming down, down, down into this water and there's this um, treasure chest, right, at the bottom of the lake. I grow human arms. Oh, my goodness. You have been taking drugs at this stage. No, no, no. <laughs> totally, totally all part of just, just showing because at this stage, this particular one, I had worked out already because I'd stripped a lot of, I'd stripped a lot of my, I'd already understood that we're making all this up. Yeah. I'd already understood we're making all of this up. Our lives right now, we're making it up. We're making it mean whatever we choose to make it mean. We define it a certain way. We have our own assumptions and perceptions of things. Everything we're doing right now is made up. Yeah. Our own judgments, whatever. So so once I got that, I got it. That's because of my innocence, right? I just went, oh, okay, I get it. So this was my creative spirit I suppose making it up yeah 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 that's exactly right yeah so I grow these human arms open up this treasure chest that's full of crystals and I pick up a crystal and I swallow it as the tropical fish yep and me as Elizabeth laying there having the regression feels the energy go down my throat my goodness down down into my stomach and down into my uterus and a whole part of my uterus clears and I didn't even know it was blocked I could just feel this happening and so that's when I'm like oh you know these are the when when your energy is shifting in your physical body yeah so there's something going on here right yes yes definitely definitely um yeah, so so yeah, that's that's how it pretty much started. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Yeah, there's so much, there's so much in those seven years. And did um, you have any physical problems with like down there, like uterus or well what's really interesting is when I um near the I'd been living in Cairns and those that woman and this group were um living up in the Tablelands, which is an hour and a half away. Um, and, again, my innocence, it's its if I've got anything to tell your viewers, your listeners, innocence is your magic power. Stay in your innocence. I've got a lot of it myself. It's funny you say that. Yeah. yeah. Because what happened was, in those seven years, the the la- I was down in Cairns for about five, and then I moved up to um, to the Tablelands so that I was closer to the group because this woman was going to change the world, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, all the way through all these regressions I was having, I had all these regressions where I was different people going to have a baby and it was going to be a messiah and it was going they were going to change the world and blah 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 and I didn't really I was like you know I'm just humble little Elizabeth you know I didn't take any notice but this woman said to me eventually 
do you realize what's going on here? You're going to have a baby, right? And I'm like, well, got to find a man first, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and it's going to be a messiah. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's not happening here until I got my head around that Messiah just means teacher. And I was like, gonna, that was my next question because people yeah. often have a very religious connotation around the word Messiah, but I, it just dropped in for me then. I was like, no, that word means teacher. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So once I, I was okay with, okay, well, we're all teachers, right? So I'm yeah. okay with that. I can deal with that. So um, I move up to the Tablelands and I start seeing things in this little group that I didn't recognise before. So um, I realised that, um, you know, this woman wants us all to start saying that, that she's, you know, that she's this big, amazing woman and, like, that she's going to change the world and that we're her disciples. And I'm like, oh, no. I don't know if I like that, you know, I don't know about that. And um, so we sort of create a business and I start massaging and she's doing regressions and stuff and she starts questioning me. And I I finally met a man and um, and she's questioning me, why aren't you telling people about what we're doing? I'm like, oh, it just doesn't feel right. Again, my innocence. Yeah, you knew. This doesn't feel right. I will, I will when it, like I've got to work it out myself, right? So I was just in my own innocence. Um, so I meet this guy, whirlwind, beautiful relationship, fall pregnant, um, nine Nine weeks into the pregnancy, I think it was, start bleeding, um, go and check it out and find out I've got a 15-centimetre fibroid. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, that that's a huge journey. Once I, once I discovered that, um, I see a, a gynecologist who says, you know, because everyone's saying you're going to lose the baby, rah, rah, rah. I see this one gynecologist and she says, um, um it's okay i had twins and i had a had a big fiber i mean 15 centimeters is huge apparently yeah yeah um, and she said you know the only reason i had um a cesarean is because they both tried to come out at the same time you know you'll be good blah 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 um and so i started doing all this work on myself like i i started doing alkaline water um, I wasn't eating anything that had estrogen in it. I was the cleanest you can imagine. I did a heavy metal detox. I did all this stuff, all all safely, like um, all very safely. I started working. We did some regressions on why I created this, and you know, it was it was about um, the pain of creation and all this sort of stuff. And um, I think it was yeah, it was just on twenty weeks. Um, I start having pain at home and um, I was in pain. Uh, I'd gone and seen a naturopath and I'm not, um, I'm not, you know, I, I had done everything right. So I'd gone and seen this naturopath and um, he had put me on um, raspberry leaf tincture yeah. And I questioned him. I said, oh, don't women have raspberry leaf tea um, to, you know, start, um, you know, um, birth? Yeah. And, um, oh, no, 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 it's just to strengthen the uterus. So I trusted him because I trusted everyone at the time. <laughs> and um, 
uh, within 12 hours of having that first lot, I start having um, contractions. Oh, my goodness. So long story short, after 36 hours, I, I gave birth to a stillborn little girl, Sarah. Yeah. And, um, and in that process, after that, I have this realisation of what's really going on in the group and that actually I was sort of in what most people would call a cult and yeah, I didn't even realise it. Yeah. When you were saying it to me, I was like, wow, that sounds like a bit of like a cult. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so um, I'd been, I mean, there's such a big story just in that, but I had been given one aspect of this business that um, I was supposed to do like T-shirt design and, and work with a T-shirt company and I come back and she's taken all the money that was assigned oh. for this T-shirt company and I'd already ordered the T-shirt so they're on to me, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and she had, you know, a couple of things about, you know, um, there was two things that she believed in, um, non-judgment and allowance. And so... So anyway, the T-shirt company wants to know um, where the money is and, and wants to speak to me and I'm like, you know, okay, I get that. So I, I call in this woman and say, um, you know, it, this is after, you know, I've, I've really started coming into myself, this real realisation and, and this strength starting to come into me, right? I'm starting to become more empowered. And so I sat her down and I said, I just want to let you know that, I've really looked at this whole process and, and there's no judgment whatsoever and I'm very, very allowing. <laughs> However, I didn't, I didn't take the money, you did, and so therefore I just feel like you need to talk to the T-shirt company, not me. Wow, so you empowered yourself to stand up for yourself. Yeah, but I I didn't, I was still doing it in my innocence. I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, you know, that's true. It's logical, right? I didn't take the money. I didn't have any judgment. But, you know, I'm, I've just lost a baby. I'm I'm anemic. I've, you know, like there's all this stuff going on. You deal with that, please, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so anyway, she... Um, Next thing I know, she's got one of the other ladies and they're working on me in the field and um, they come back and say, oh, we're really, really sorry to let you know, but we've just found this dark goddess energy in you and she's blanketing the consciousness of oh you my goodness. and creating seeds of doubt and, and we really need to help you get rid of her. Sounds like a massive, yeah. Probably. Absolutely. Now, again, see, this is, isn't this interesting? Here you and I are having this call. Neither of us had any expectations of where this was going to go, right? Yeah. And yet we're talking about innocence again because in my innocence I said to her, and I seriously did not think that I was saying anything wrong, I said to her, because she's saying, you know, we need, I need to work on you so we can get rid of this, this dark goddess, right? So I said to her, uh, in my innocence, you know, um, I've been working with you for seven years now, 
And if I can't get rid of her by myself, then there's something wrong with your teachings. Oh, wow. That's powerful. I, I know, but, I, but that's logical, right? Yes, you think yes, that after correct. seven years I can get rid of this stuff by myself, right? Well, she was fuming. Wow. And so that's when I really started unrolling and, um, and I moved away from, you know, like she was sending me emails. Like I'm talking emails that are, you know, five, six pages long saying that if I, that this is, this is a pivotal moment in my spiritual um, consciousness that if I don't make the right decision in this moment, I'm going to have, um, you know, a hundred more lives that I've got to come back to have to, to, yeah. to this. Do pet. you now have concerns about what she was doing with you for seven years? Like, do you have concerns? No, no, no. What her, what her technique was, was really powerful. Yeah. And she was basically holding space for me to go into my own field. So you were doing that part yourself. Yeah. And all the other stuff I I had not been a part of because I'd been in Cairns for five years. Right. So it was the only the last two years when it started really unravelling. And even then I'd met this guy, so I was, you know, and I was the youngest. These guys were all in their 50s yeah. at this stage. And and so um, I really didn't have much to do with those parts of it. Yes. And I actually, as a reflection, and I this has been a while now, as a reflection, I um, I see that because she got me when I first woke up. Yes, that's right. So um, I see that my spirit incubated me in that world to learn and develop who I am now because if I had been left on my own devices, I would have gone into tried a whole heap of stuff and I might have been just scattered. Yes. So it really held me in understanding my own path. What's really interesting is all that, all the way through, right, I'm having this baby, I'm having this baby, I'm having this baby. One of the women that I had met through that process that weren't in the group but but was in the same building and she was a psychologist in the same building, we got to become friends. And when all of this, when this separation happened, I would go over and debrief with her and debrief and debrief. And one day we were we were chatting about it because they really tried to get me to come back into the group, and I was like, you know, I'm look if it's supposed to be my path, you know that if if it's supposed to be my path, my whole world will start falling apart. Um, if it's not, everything's going to flow. Well, everything just flowed. I got a I got a job. I you know everything like my my um, uh, husband. He was from Germany, and his. Um, thing came through, like everything just was flowing really, really well. And my friend that's a psychologist, we were sort of processing, you know, all of the regressions and all that sort of stuff. And I have this huge epiphany that I didn't realise and neither did my teacher. All the way through I'm having this child, I'm birthing this child, actually 
what it was doing. Really? I was birthing me. I was going to say it was you. You were the yeah. teacher. Oh, yeah. yes. And I didn't even realise. And yeah. she didn't realise either. So, wow. yeah, so it was a really big, a big part of my, and, and, and a really beautiful um, experience because it was the hardest thing. Losing, I know, you know, if anyone has lost a child on here and is listening, I know how hard it can be. That was nothing compared to leaving that group. Yeah. Because she was infiltrating my spirit, my spirit. I'd be walking down this, like it took it took months and months and months for me to untangle my my energy from them because I'd be in the shopping centre and I'm like, I'd stop and, oh, my God, they're working on me again. I could feel them in my field and have to, you know, um, protect myself. Like it was it was a really hard process because she's in the, in the back end, you know, in my ear, in emails and stuff like that, telling me I'm doing the wrong thing. And I had to, for the first time in my whole life, just listen to myself and go even, I actually messaged her back and I said, even if I've got to do another 100 lives to come back to this point, my whole spirit is saying this is what I need to do. And mm. so I'm, I've got to go with this. Mm. And I, I still didn't have a problem with her. It wasn't until... Um, months and months later that someone asked me to do a regression and um, and I realised, oh, I haven't tuned into she had a particular um, energy field that she was energy that she would um, get me to channel and um, and I, I, oh, I haven't tuned into that energy um, for a long time and I tuned in and this dark, rah, you know, and I'm like, whoa, oh, there's the dark goddess. I didn't realise it was her, you know. And, um, yeah, so it was It was a really this crazy. This is a and, crazy and, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know each other, do we, Michelle? Like, it's, Wow. I've, I've had a really big journey. And um, one of the things that came out of it that was such an advantage to me is that um, I can pick that sort of energy a mile away. Yeah. Tiny vibration and I feel it. You know it because you've been yeah. with it. And I don't I don't have a problem with it. I don't like, you know, when you reject something, you're rejecting a part of yourself. If we are all of everything, yes. Then, then as soon as you reject something, you fear something, then you're fearing a part of who you are. Yes. We've been evil to someone. Yeah, everybody has. stage in our life. So I just know, I, I call it wanted and unwanted. I don't say negative and positive. So I know what I choose and what I want in my life and I know what I choose not to have in my life. And it's not that I reject it, it's just that I choose not to have it in my life anymore, you know. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because of that, I don't have those sort of energies in. I mean, this is. I'm talking. Oh, geez. I'm. I've been in Sydney for six years. Uh, my kids are t- twenty-seven and twenty-five at the moment, and they would have been about 
12 or something when I left that group. So this is a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, your journey is amazing. Just mm. to hear that and what you've been through to come out the other side. Yeah. You can see why why people you write a book. Yeah. yeah, you definitely need to write a book. Hundred yeah. percent need to write a book. How are you going for time? Do we have to? Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah I've got to get going. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll leave it there, and then we'll continue the story from you know after you've left there, and then how you now yeah, what you're now yeah obviously working with the light. Yeah, yeah, sounds <laughs> awesome. Oh my goodness, it's been lovely, Michelle! I'm so sorry. much to process. I can't. Um, yeah, I can't wrap my head around it. I'm going to <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll do that, and then next week we might hook back in together and finish off um, the rest of the story. Leave people hanging for a bit, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. All right, Thank we'll speak to you soon. Oh, it was great. Get the rest going. All right. If you have enjoyed this podcast, then I would like to personally invite you to my next workshop the six steps to soul success. In this four-hour workshop, I dig deep into self-love, finding your true passion and your purpose, and teach you how every single one of you is destined for great things. You just need to trust the universe. These workshops are run online and face-to-face, so head on over to my website, www.thosetwosisters.com, and register for your free ticket now.